0: are all having a good time. <laughs> wow. Actually, the song I wanted to start with tonight was by the same artist, uh, but it was the theme from the amazing, amazing film, A Clockwork Orange. That's harder to find. The original version of Walter Carlos was born in 1939, and Walter Carlos famously is one of the first sort of out transgender artists that ever... Well, came out, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Wendy Carlos, who is one of the absolute pioneers. We talk about the early days of electronic music. Wendy Carlos was one of the first truly successful advocates of the Moog synthesizer. I know it's spelled Moog, but it's pronounced Moog, and these things are important. And she is a defining character in the evolution of electronic music. Kraftwerk doesn't sound like Kraftwerk without Wendy Carlos. Gary Newman doesn't sound like Gary Newman. Pick them. There are so many pre- predominantly electronic artists who are not what they are today without the groundbreaking early influence of Wendy Carlos. And that's why I chose to open tonight's show with her. It was a while back that I decided uh, and made sort of a, you know, sometimes on social media, I stand my feet a little bit when I get mad about something. And I decided that even though March is technically Women's Month, which is stupid since there are more women than men... It's stupid. Oh, here you go. You got a month. That dumb. And I just, I got mad because there were these lawmakers who were like, we're going to make a challenge versus Rovers. The amount of hatred and degradation and effort that people put into Trying to make women second-class citizens my entire life, it drives me crazy. I, I have a wife, I have a daughter, I have a mom, I have a sister, I have all these great female friends, brilliant people that I, would never, that I would never think of less than equals, but we can't seem to get the world on board with that attitude, and it makes me crazy. Now, is one month of The Brian Oak Show? which is made possible by Smart Start MN, is one month of doing nothing but female artists and female guests going to tip the scales? No, but if we don't start, especially old-ass, middle-aged white males like me and Sean, if we don't start balancing the scales, if we don't start being advocates, where where are people going to learn? How is it going to change? We can't wait very much longer. We're in trouble right now. Well, C- culturally, I- environmentally, politically we're in, we need it to be a better place and so this is my one small stab at trying to do a little bit of that. Well, it
1: needs to come from men and women and that's why I loved it when you brought this idea up is that it's it can't just come from women. Men have to stand up and say this is bullshit. We need to ha- women need to have a voice. It's been 100 years since the suffrage movement and I'm just blown away that we haven't had a female president yet and we probably won't have one. This time around. You shut your mouth. Hey, we're, ha- we're having one. Hey, I was livid. We're, I know we're going to talk about the the caucus. We are in a moment, and yeah, we're not going to spend yeah. too much time oh. on it because,
0: I, frankly, I'm not that well-versed in politics, and I've actually kind of intentionally checked out this time because I already know who I'm voting for. doesn't mean I won't be an advocate. doesn't mean I'm not trying to do the right thing, but there's so much—the impeachment hearings, total dog and pony show, right? Like, yes. I mean, like, no one thought anything was really going to come out of that at all, and it it's—it— it, it when my daughter was young, she's like, well, I'm not going to vote. Why don't I vote. I mean, why would you do that? I'm like, ah! But I can see why she would be frustrated, why she would be irritated, why she would feel hopeless. And this is part of it. We all have to start thinking of not just women or people of color. We all have to start thinking of every single other human being on this planet as another human being on this planet. That's the whole bit, right? Yeah, and and let's throw away
1: the word tolerance and make it acceptance. Okay. I fucking hate the word tolerance. Right. I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be accepted. And once you accept me, then maybe you'll actually give me a a fair pay for the same job. Right. And you will maybe get to know me a little bit more. Because when you tolerate somebody, essentially what you're saying is, well, I'll put up with you. Right. But I'm not. There's no. You know. You don't tolerate a lot of people and invite them to the dinner table. It just doesn't happen.
0: It's absolutely true. His by his name by the way is Sean Bernard. My name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show. Um, Before we get too much further, uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to tonight's guest, who I really only met in person for the first time today, but I've always been sort of. She's got an an outrageous amount of charisma, and uh, she is very interesting and does interesting work. She's good at what she does. She's glib. She's smart. She's obviously successful, but she also is an advocate for women, which is, I, well, I'll try Hair flip. Trust She's me. A hair flip. We're, we're going to talk about this, and you know that I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm not trying to butter you up early, but I'm excited that you said yes to be on the podcast. Her name, by the way, Anahita Champion. Her last name is legally Champion. She didn't pick it out of the stars. It just happens that her la- and, and she kind of is. So we're going to talk to her in just a minute. Before we do that, though, and before we hit our first sponsors and hear one song real quick, Sean, you shared something on social media. You invented, so the, the term portmanteau is a French term where you take one word and mix it with another word, and it kind of suddenly becomes a new thing. Yes. I don't know that this is technically a portmanteau, but you invented a new word to deal with what was happening in Iowa. Before you tell me what the word is, I paid literally zero attention they apparently started using a new app and can't even count the votes yet
1: Yeah, in Iowa. Yeah, and I come from a digital background, and so I know what it's like to develop an app. And they didn't test it. They didn't do a true beta test. Why would you do that? So it totally failed, and there was a major glitch in it, which then, of course, everybody is speculating, did somebody hack it? Is it which, the Russians? Well, seriously. I mean, with everything that we're, you know, we didn't know what was happening. right? And then Biden, who was obviously a big part of the impeachment deal ended up being in like fifth place or fourth place uh-huh.
0: so it was absolutely a mess and you uh i can't even remember the word actually off the top of my head but i remember laughing out loud when i saw it on social media you came up with a new term that you're hoping to like i want what i want to do is i want to i want to quote mean girls and say quit trying to make fetch happen <laughs> But, yeah, that's right. but what is the word that you came up
1: with well i'll just say this my wife is from iowa so there's some a little bit of needling going on here but the the, the word is clusterfocus <laughs> it was a it was a clusterfocus that actually <laughs> technically is a portmanteau <laughs> it that's is. actually very clusterfocus yeah. yeah there should be shirts i could see a world a happy happy world where it just says, there's a big map of Iowa and then just Clusterfocus.
0: <laughs> Until this show can afford to make tote bags with the logo, <laughs> we're not making T-shirts that say Clusterfocus, right. although that's a very good idea. Right. Hey, I do want to get to tonight's guest, but before we do that, let's hear a song first. So during All Female February, only women guests, trans women, women of color, women. I just... I, And here's the. I had a friend ask me a very important question, which I'll I'll explain more on the other side of this song. He's like, well, don't you think you should have a woman there to help you talk to women so it's not mansplaining, it's not that? And I thought about it for a long time. I really did. And I was like, nope. this is the era where if we're going to learn, if we're going to grow, if we're going to move forward together, then you, you need stupid people like me to step in it occasionally and occasionally get it wrong because that's when we learn, right? Mistakes are our greatest learning opportunity. So says my wife. Wow. about me
1: okay. Wow! <laughs> like, like he's got to stick his foot in his mouth how many more times uh, before he learns
0: the Go-Go's uh, have a new film out about them and I love the Go-Go's because I think a lot of all female groups people think oh they were put together by a record label oh they were put together by some Svengali who controlled everything no the Go-Go's were a club band they did everything themselves they came back they worked together they wrote all their own music they played all their own music, and they were a force for a long time. Well, a pretty long time. Superstardom can wear heavy on just about anybody, but they did crank out three studio albums four best of some live albums. And they're one of my favorites and they have a brand new full blown reunion tour underway to coincide with this new documentary that's out about them. And I wanted to go back because we all know the hits, you know, you go back to uh beauty and the Beat, and it's a gigantic record. There are, our lips are sealed. We got the beat. I mean, both those were massive Vacation, songs. Yeah. Um, that was on a different record, but yes, oh, same sorry. thing. That's all right. Um, but it's they were they were such a good band and they were so amazing and I just I feel like because people feel about girl groups the way they do, that they sometimes lump the Go-Go's into that same group, and it's absolutely not the case. I'm very excited about their reunion, very excited about this documentary, and I wanted to dig a little deeper into back into that 1981 release that was really seismic. It was an important record. They came out of the L.A. club scene and suddenly were international superstars, so off of Beauty and the Beat, this one is called How Much More? The Go-Go's on The Brian Oak Show. <laughs> Back to 1981. The Go-Go's who are reunited. They got a brand new documentary out and they're going on tour and I'm excited. I've always loved the Go-Go's. I mean, that hit me right in the preteen years when that particular one landed, but I've always been a gigantic fan. It's the Brian Oak Show, and we are doing our all-female February. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm very excited that tonight's guest agreed to be tonight's guest. We've never met before, and I'm not really certain where we first crossed paths on social media. I think probably a mutual friend shared something that you did, and I was interested. And then I went and looked at heed talk and I was like, oh, this is a dynamic, capable, person who I'm going to be honest, as someone who's spoken into microphones for a living for the last 20 plus, 25 plus years, I was like, she knows how to work a mic. That's cool. I dig that. But she's also smart and she's clever. And to do what you do, you have to be able to think on your feet. And it might not be rocket surgery, as they say, but it is (laughs) a very specific skill set that not everyone has. And I find her very impressive. And it turns out in the short time we've had a chance to talk here, I find her even more impressive, not to mention she's got one of the most badass names anyone where Anahita Champion is our guest this evening. How are you?
2: I'm so good. Can I just, like, have you walk around town and, like, amp me up like that? That's so great. I
0: could be a hype guy, sure. Thank you. Yeah, like, you say something be like, that's
2: right! That's what Anahita's <laughs> talking about! My, like, wingman, my, but, like, my... my what did you just call it? Uh, your, uh hype, man. hype man. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I'll be your flavor flave. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: flavor <laughs> I'm not,
0: but I'm not wearing a giant no. cl- um, clock around my neck, because I... As ridiculous as I look right now, just walking around the room, I don't need a giant clock You're around in a my neck.
2: We'll get a different uh, a, a prop for you.
0: So I appreciate. Oh, look at that! because I've never had a good nickname, like I, my last name actually is Oak, just mm-hmm. like yours is actually Champion. Right. So we're both kind of winners in that department. But I've ever had a cool nickname. I tried to get the name Popcorn to stick a couple years ago, but it doesn't really mean anything, and nobody, nobody bit. No. <laughs> no, nobody was into it. Hey,
2: Popcorn! What's up,
0: Popcorn?
2: See, that's a, that's a cool nickname. What's popping? I don't know <laughs> at your
0: age if it's a cool name. That's <laughs> the thing I'm gonna say. Damn it, it! Damn it! Damn it! So Anahita sent me a uh, a bio, and I hate reading bios. On the air or on the podcast, because I feel like it sounds canned, so do you mind if we go before what we what you do now, if we go back a little, you are an m c you are a host, you are a, you have your own YouTube series. You have your own television show on St. Paul Public Television. You are a local media figure, and I want to talk more about that. But do you mind if we go back? Can I learn more about who you are? Is that cool first?
2: I would love to tell Where you from? things. Where are you so from? So born in Iran. Mm-hmm. I moved here at the age of two in 86 uh, when my whole family immigrated here, and uh, we've been in Minnesota the whole time. And uh, I grew up in Woodbury, so that little suburb over there. Right. And once I realized I was over it.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as a former resident of Coon Rapids, I get it. <laughs> I, I got over it at about 18, and I hit the ground running.
2: I love the class of 2002, more so now that, like, 18 years has gone by. But, mm-hmm. no, I, I kid. Um, then I just kind of hopped and skipped around town through, like, college and stuff, so. I'm in St. Paul now.
0: Right on. So you are St. Paul er and St. Paulian, St. Paulite. All of it. Okay. Yep. St. Paulian. Every, every damn one of those things. Yeah. You got that right. St. Paulian. So I, you know, I was born in Oregon, but moved here when I was two as well. So you don't remember? Did you say? Is it Iran?
2: It is Iran. Okay, Iran. Yeah.
0: So you don't really remember Iran. Have you been back? Have you visited family?
2: I have a huge family. I mean, Persians run deep, right? So it's like my big fat Greek wedding, but like Persians. So food, parties, all of it. The gluts, the glam, the heart, all of it. So we have a ton of relatives in Iran still. So you can only imagine what the hell's happening now. I can't. Um, we'll save that for later. Okay. That'll yeah.
0: be next time. Yeah. Maybe next, next time. time. All right. Give
2: me some wine and we'll chat. Uh, but yeah, so I have been back a few times. I was six, I was nine, and then 15. So it's been a long ass time since I've been back um
0: you talk about so you've referenced both on heat talk and a lot of your social media not a lot but regularly your persian background and your persian heritage for someone who is stupid and irish and white and middle-aged that has no idea what that means give me a couple hallmarks give me a couple pieces of food give me a thing that happens
2: what does it mean to you to be persian So, the bulk of what I like to start with and just kind of go into is just the people are the kindest souls you will ever meet. Um, On television, people always say, Are you guys like shahs of sunset? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Wow. No. You
0: know, people are very bright sometimes. Those are
2: about 12 people that live in uh, Los Angeles. Uh huh. We're not like that. But what I will say is they take a lot of pride in their heart, their home, their work, their education. They really value um, family. They really value furthering their education. There's a lot of business owners. Um, Downtown Minneapolis is packed with Persian-owned businesses throughout the Twin Cities, as a matter of fact. Um, Entrepreneurs, engineers, philanthropists, you name it. So that's like a big... That's a big thing for, to kind of like acknowledge Persians. We have some delicious food. Who doesn't like to eat? I love to eat. Uh, There's a restaurant. There's a couple of Persian-owned restaurants around town. So I'm going to give some shout outs to family friends of mine that own the Caspian Bistro right on University Avenue in 280-ish area. Um, They've owned their establishment for over 33 years. And I just recently, last weekend, had a group of girls. I said, hey, ladies, let's go have conversation and eat. Who doesn't like to eat? And literally break bread. So I got a chance to get together with some new faces that I legit met on Mm. social media. Some girlfriends of mine that I've known for a while came, and my daughter was there. And uh, it was fun to just talk about the different herbs that they were tasting, the way that rice is cooked, the different pairings. Mm. Um, And then that kind of goes into the country and then just, you know, all the different fun riches of the culture.
0: It's one of my favorite things, uh, and one of the reasons I miss Anthony Bourdain the most is... He's one of my all time favorites. And to him, you know, I think it was Mark Twain who said that travel is the death of prejudice, right? Mm-hmm. Like just going to a place makes you realize, oh, these are human beings. But Anthony Bourdain would go so much deeper. And even Andrew Zimmerman, like you sit down, mm-hmm. you eat with someone, you share what goes into just even a relatively simple dinner, and you learn more about that person or those people or that culture than you ever would have otherwise. I love that.
2: The thing about the food, absolutely. The thing about the food with Persian culture is that the flavor, for sure, is incredible. But it's more of the presentation. So, if anyone has seen the Anthony Bourdain episode where he goes to Iran, um, he goes to this you know man's house and his wife and the family um, spend the day cooking these. Meals from scratch. I mean, you can get, you know, the already prepped stuff, but that was not the way they're going to do it to have a guest into their home. And you don't just have one dinner with a side dish. You have like two or three options of a main course. Then you have your affiliated sides and a whole bunch of tea. Like they just drink tea from freaking morning to the nighttime.
0: (laughs) Caffeine free, black tea, green tea. What are we talking about? Well,
2: the Persian, like cardamom based tea. It's so good. Oh, is it
0: like, is it almost like a chai?
2: It's chai actually is the word for tea, so it's spelled ch- chai. So you're o- kind of like already M- speaking Farsi right now. Um, Do you know isn't that, like crazy? Sean?
0: Sean? Did you know I can speak you're Farsi? You're fluent. You're fluent far- <laughs> like, Fluent is strong, <laughs> but I just, if I can check off the Farsi box on my resume, that might help. All That's what need, she said. All what? you need
2: to say to a Persian <laughs> is chai. is <laughs> nice. So, but, chai?
0: No, but that that rich, much milkier tea with that and cardamom. It, up there with cloves like one of my favorite spices mm-hmm. on the planet.
2: Yeah, it's a very um it's subtle actually. It's not very creamy. And right. you can kind okay. of go light or dark add water or whatever. All right. Um but so it just it just really strikes the hospitality aspect of it. So they're going to do anything under the sun to make you feel welcome and they truly are extraordinarily they we are extraordinarily genuine. Please come to my house. Okay, what can I get you? We have a ton of fruit, a ton of like um you're already stuffed by the time you freaking sit down to dinner which on persian (laughs) standard time pst you're already you're eating like two hours later and persians are kind of always late so we're always late
0: well i'm not having any more of this (laughs) racial stereotyping on my show that's not happening i'm
2: kind of fun it's funny about it
0: well you get to because you're persian uh and he's a champion on a He's the champion. I'm very sorry. Uh, I want to talk about your career and the way that you found yourself, where you are. But I find that if we go too long in the show without hearing a little music, people get a little itchy. Mm. And you've picked a couple of really good songs. You picked local music. And I'm cool with both of them. I love both of these artists. We're going to hear Maria Issa. Tell me why you went with local music. I know you're an advocate for this area, but why did you go local music?
2: It just makes sense. This is a locally based podcast. You're talking about women. You're talking about I'm talking. Talking about women of, women of color, um, yeah, I could totally bust out some J Lo or Shakira or any of the awesome headlines. Who
0: were both great, by the way, ben at the Super Bowl. Fantastic. Anybody who had any complaint about anything that happened there, shut it. And their I...
2: outfits were just fine. Oh, and anyway. and
0: you know what? <laughs> Given the fact they've both been doing this as long as they both have, blammo! Like I, I, I none of us could have done that when we were. Younger, right. Than we are now.
2: Yeah. So yeah. they obviously have worked with record labels and companies, and they have a couple more bucks and some locals. But I really want to sh- cast spotlight on our local artists because they're more than just musicians. Air quotes. I mean, they're they're advocates, they're philanthropists, they're 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 speaking out for the underrepresented, and that's exactly what I stand for. And I love their voices. So for sure, these were my go tos right away, no I, doubt.
0: I just remember the first time I saw Maria Isab was years ago. It was a smaller festival that was being promoted by the city. And I wish you could remember the name right now. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I had never even heard her name before. She was brand new. She was just coming out. And I stood there with my mouth hanging open because she is a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I met her originally through my husband, who's also a musician. And then I was like, oh, I have heard of her. And then the world's kind of you know, came together for the best way possible.
0: Fantastic! Well, we'll come back and talk to you in a moment. In the meantime, a little Maria Isa Caramello.
3: Yo quiero Caramelo. caramelo. con una falda a está un, un ritmo pa a chase way un ritmo pa marita chabelita con los labios. suavecito dulcecito sabor de mango lo parto en la tarima esta crema mía buena como farina. un good so let's be the hood have a top while we in that spot for a night twist, give the flavor a lick, this I can pick cause it's natural for the mess, drip of vanilla and chocolate, what I need in the mix for a very good split, let's take off in your whip, trouble in the cities that are split, this we can do cause we coming equipped. and somehow you and I are rolling legit. Up a Swiss candy man. Cause the sun's coming quick, I'm in demand. Welcome, Sotarico, my land. Good high times, quality, my plan. I'm going places I've never been. Hunted down by brand new fans. Wanting to go along with my band and sip the taste from my soda can. Vanilla. Scary Jekyll Brilla, will you come, come with a miss from the pillar? If they charge, they can bill us. Pay them when we oh, drop, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger. I set the fire to the fine. they wanna be mine. Like February 14th, Valentine. Kenny, honey, has M-A-E like a beehive. They wanna sting, sting, cause I win
0: From Maria Isa Caramelo, and talking to this evening 's guest, Anahita, who chose that song, you know we 've both seen her live multiple times, and i you you have an insight into her that i don 't have, but just as an outsider, a fan, someone who's never actually talked to her personally she is a very convincing performer Mm -hmm. just wonderful to watch not only are the songs good but there's some you know live performance it requires a certain skill set that not everybody has which Mm -hmm. is why not everybody makes it and everybody can sell it she's brilliant
2: she's great and her husband muja messiah you know they're both musicians and um, she's from puerto rico so she's always representing always talking always educating always putting out uh, facts but there's just yeah her sweet demeanor and you know her saucy flair it just is all it's a perfect concoction so Maria you know you know I love you girl.
0: (laughs) Absolutely well we're going to talk more about that in just a moment we're also going to talk about you because I think that for anyone who's not heard the name Anahita Champion you are well I mean you have something to learn and you will not be disappointed in learning what you do but we have to take care of a couple of our sponsors first of all Smart Start MN they are a Minnesota's original ignition interlock company what does that mean let's say you have a DUI difficult situation you might be out of your car for a very, very long time. They essentially, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but they essentially have a breathalyzer put into your car. You breathe into it. You breathe clean. You get to drive sooner than you would ever think and for less money than you would think. And this is an important part of putting your life back together after making a terrible mistake. And maybe you haven't, maybe a friend has, maybe a friend of a friend. These are people that both Sean and I know and trust and they they can help. Uh,
1: You think about, you know, all the times that you would pay for an Uber. Oh. Or a cab ride, or waiting out at a bus stop in the middle of winter, and how much less expensive it is to use Smart Start MN. Yeah, you got to blow into the little thing, but you're off to work in a heartbeat versus calling an Uber and paying twenty bucks, thirty bucks a time each way, compared to the the you know the the low cost of Smart Start MN. And if you want to uh, get a discount, a twenty percent discount off the installation, you can go to. Uh, either our website, uh, bryanoakshow.com, and click on their banner or smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show for 20% off that install.
0: Another person that we like to talk about on this show is, well, there he is right there. That's Sean Bernard. (laughs) Sean Bernard, in addition to being a producer extraordinaire and man about town and the guy who deals with a lot of the stuff that I hate dealing with having to run a small business, um, (laughs) which I appreciate. uh, He also happens to be a realtor by trade and you are working for Dyna Realty out of the 50th and France office, but you represent the entire metro area. I've a quick question something i've always wondered about realtors because you know i've sold a couple houses in my time yes well not i'm like not like a realtor but having been a homeowner and sold a couple of them um chocolate chip cookies is that really a thing like once we get set up and staged for the open house are we really baking chocolate chip cookies there's got to be some kind of like just wafer we can set out that smells like chocolate chip cookies is it actually effective to bake chocolate chip cookies to make the house smell like that when people come in well, now that Old Spice makes the chocolate chip
1: cookie deodorant, Disgusting. I just rub some of that under my arms, and so people come in, and they're like, what is that? Did somebody just make chocolate chip cookies? Oh, wait a minute. It's my mom calling. Should we? Yeah. Oh, uh, we, won't, well, we won't do that right now. We can if you want. No, I don't think so. No, you should. But, no, I, I've i done it once. <laughs> I did the chocolate chip cookie thing once at well, an and open you know, house. It's
0: a thing. I mean, because it's, it's a thing. People do that. I
1: swear I people can it. smell it from down the street. They're not even interested in the house, and they just come in and- raid your chocolate chip cookies all right well so
0: so that is one of the tricks of the trade but what are the practical realities and again we got about 20 seconds left if people are thinking about looking for a new home this spring they're thinking about moving out of their house this spring what are the top two things they should do other than make chocolate chip cookies and how do they get a hold of you
1: uh they need to plan ahead they need to do their homework because a lot of people guess they go to places like zillow which are not accurate Assessments of what their house is worth. The commercial says it's accurate, Sean. Oh, if you look on their own website, it says their margin of error is massive, and okay. so uh, a plus minus forty percent. Well, it's something weird. It's like ninety percent of our uh, estimates are accurate within fifty percent. Well, what? What the hell did you know? What does that mean? Hmm. So the problem is, Zillow doesn't see the inside of your house. They see pictures that may have been twenty years old or ten years old. Go with a good realtor that will actually do their homework about your area. They'll come and see the house. Uh, they will let you know what you need to update or what you need to fix, how you need to declutter. If you need a stager, we've got great stagers. Uh, we have people that can do the repairs uh, at a full network at Indiana Realty, which is great. And the last thing I'll say is that I give a portion of every sale to the Warming House, a local nonprofit venue. Uh, and I also give everybody a one year membership for two to the Warming House. So you can go chill out with your spouse, get a babysitter uh, if you're on a heater, and uh, <laughs> And uh, word. word. I love that's, words. That's so for much. real, though. That it it is. is for real. But get a babysitter and chill out and listen to some music without people being really loud. And I'm going to stop by tonight at the Warming House to see. Uh, Lydia Eliza, who was just on the show. A recent guest right yeah, here so on the she, Brian show. She's there tonight. So, oh, yeah. Huh. So, so call me at 612 859 2594 or SkyWrite if you need to. I don't know. That
0: sounds <laughs> different. <laughs> Surrender, right. Surrender Dorothy. Surrender Dorothy. Surrender <laughs> Dorothy. Our guest tonight is Anahita Champion. So. I don't really know how to start the next part of this, like finding out who you are as a person and how you grew up and who you are is great. But then this thing happens where you are, you are a correspondent at live events. You are an on-air host. You have a YouTube series. You work on a television show that comes out of St. Paul these are things that just happen to someone. So my the part I'm most interested about in this next part of your story is how do you go from young woman who's intelligent, goes to college, how do you become someone who is a chief correspondent at the Twin Cities Film Fest? How do you go to someone who is the host of a multi-season YouTube? I know anybody can make something on YouTube, but one that's successful. When did you decide that you knew how to talk to people, that you were quick on your feet, and that you were good at this?
2: I think I was three when I was jamming out in my living room <laughs> with my air guitar. It's funny that my daughter literally did this over the holidays. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I'm cute. Here uh-huh. we go. Uh-huh. Uh, I've always had a flair and niche for entertainment. So in college, I was president of the Persian Student Organization, um, which it's a student-run organization, so there's tons of cultural stuff and educational but the biggest event, I think to date, was the um, Persian New Year event, which is in March. That's when spring happens. And um, the year I was president had a record-breaking number, I think 610 attendees. Average is wow. 385. So I knew I could market. I knew, and we also hosted, my best friend and I, we're uh, president and vice president. So we emceed and we put the event together. So that was kind of like, okay. I did this. This is great. I also was a cheerleader in high school, so I've always just loved rah 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 talking, presenting. Uh, so fast forward to college. When I finished, I was uh, had a study. Uh, I had a communication study in uh, degree, and so what I wanted to do was PR. So I ran my own PR agency for mm, almost seven years, just under and this is fast forward now and i had started working with a salon in the twin cities who also had me network for them going to live events hey will you find musicians and artists that we can feature at our art gallery and then the ones that we said yes to they'd be featured the ones that said no i was like oh, i feel bad you know i want to help these people like I don't want to say no to anyone. Like, again, I'm way too Minnesota nice, also Persian nice and all of that junk. <laughs> so.
0: What's more cloying, Minnesota nice or Persian nice?
2: <sighs>
0: Be honest. Go ahead. I, know, I mean, the Minnesota I, I know nice the is like
2: really extreme. <clears throat> I know. Right? I know, right. But the goodbyes, Minnesota, Persian goodbyes, same dang thing.
0: You mean like you start shaking the keys thirty minutes in advance? Yeah.
2: Two like, hours, yeah. Well, oh I suppose. God. And
0: then we wait for the car to warm up, and we're going to say a couple more. Like, then they sure, they pour you don't some want a little bit more chai? You. Oh yes. my god! Sean knows. Fabulous. So I did not mean to interrupt. So. I just I, I found that fascinating that there, there's both Persian and Minnesota nice, and Persian and Minnesota goodbyes, and they're not that dissimilar.
2: They're so the same. Yes, I wanted to. I honestly wanted to just help as many people as I could, right. and being that I also have always had. Had my eyes in the arts and entertainment in the cultural realm. I figured, let me just start representing these people on a PR front and see how I can do that. And with a problem that I ran into time and time again is charging these people, you know, x amount of dollars, and they're starving artists. So that kind of felt wrong. But I'm like, this is my business. Was that they were not getting picked up by media and radio and print and television? Like, it's not that I couldn't seal the deal. Like, I, I was great at my job, uh, but it was like another single that was released another music video so it wasn't enough for media to pick up so that kind of is what took me into the heat of talk I was like let me just have my own freaking show where I can say what I want have whoever I want on there and I featured local um, male and women artists creatives in the Twin Cities. And it was basically, I started with those that I represented on a PR front. And then I brought in my friends. And I just, the network of artists is like so long. You can't see my hands, but I'm like <laughs> holding up my hands really wide. Um, and so it just felt good. So I did a second season. Um, and then I did a third season. And season three was solely um, women of the Twin Cities.
0: Which I feel like now everyone should be like, Brian, totally is biting on Ahita's rhymes. Yep. Like he's just like, oh, I'm going to do all women in February. Oh, I'm going to talk to great local women and creators and makers and entrepreneurs and I got to be honest, it just came to me out of rage. I totally am not stealing your idea and I think that you support the fact that I am doing this and I feel like it's important. Is is he to Talk still a thing? Are you still doing it?
2: Yeah, so my husband actually is, is helping with edits on the last few episodes of season three. So I shot this dang thing in 2018 Eighteen, the Super Bowl was happening I ran for a pageant that year I did this season three it was like I had a toddler I wasn't busy at all so oh my <laughs> holy shit uh, <laughs> slow down sister why don't right. you add one more thing I started another business that year so we filmed it and it was a beast we did 25 episodes in six uh over the course of six days it was it was eight hour days every hour and a half we did an episode what kind of work ethic is that that sounds ridiculous <laughs> crazy will you driven. not say that
0: kind of stuff in front of sean because then suddenly the expectations around here are going to get real different <laughs> i
2: know sorry Damn it, <laughs> i love that work ethic so, i love it i'm
0: sure you do <laughs>
2: but i did my cards right. i had my cards right i had a stylist a hair and makeup team i had like and this was all sponsored i was like girlfriend use your pr skills use mm-hmm. your sponsorship skills um the changing room my stylist was changing me so she'd be like shirt off shirt on deodorant on change your earrings lipstick on change your hair I'm like oh my god i'm sweating here we go makeup literally (sighs) that was my story wow so we did that for 25 episodes and the producers that i met through the twin cities film fest only could do so much right over the course of a few months so they handed the footage off to me and my husband who's doing he does video production anyways so he's editing the last five episodes so hopefully i'll have episode i don't know 14 or 15 up next week.
0: Will you do me a favor and spell your name so that people are like, Well, that sounds interesting. I'd like to go see that. They want to come find it. It's just, it's Hita Talk, all one word H I T A T A L K.
2: Yeah, technically, YouTube will put a space between it because they don't okay. understand it I like to put right. it together. So, Anahita is my full name. Hita is the nickname. Only if I like you, I'll tell you can call me Hita, but the show is <laughs> called Hita Talk. And the funny thing with that is I was typing up something one day, and I just was like banter on Facebook because that's what I did back in the day. Right. Well, I still do. But then I just automatically, instead of a signature, I used hashtag Hita Talk, like my banter. And it stuck. And then that turned into a blog and the series and so on and so forth. So
0: you've organized and hosted dozens and dozens and dozens of events, many of them fashion-related, makeup-related, what drew you into that world? What's
2: the appeal there for you? And, yes, all of it. I mean, because I was working with – it kind of started – it's a little bit of a hodgepodge, but also full circle. So it started with the PR stuff, and it Mm -hmm. was representing the – um, music shows, but I knew that working with these artists behind the scenes wasn't filling my cup as much as I wanted it to. I want to fill it, and I want to freaking go overflow. I wanted that shit to spill everywhere. I like <laughs> I had so much, and it was like eighty five percent like full with the PR stuff. Um, so I I would also say, hey, the day of event, like I'll just show up and I'm glitz and glamour. Like, let me actually host your event because I know your brand from start to finish. And so this clients turned into. People would then hire me to emcee their events, whether I worked with them before or not. Um, and then it was just referral and word of mouth. So I absolutely have always wanted onstage presence to kind of be my main thing.
1: Did you have a mentor or somebody that, uh, what drives you? Like, where did this come from?
2: Oh, my Is, damn energy? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: did, was somebody that you witnessed <laughs> that you're like, holy shit, I got to be like them? Or that mentored you? Or how did, how did this happen? Because you were so full of, like life and energy to be able to do this. And i only had one cup of coffee. It's exhausting.
2: <laughs> no. Um I probably am a lot for people and I'd rather no. be extra, just like your guacamole at Chipotle. Uh, you wow, like that how, one? About that? how about
1: 225? that? 225? What is it? <laughs> oh man. Um
2: so I've always watched entertainment tonight. Yes. Like Mary Hart, Nancy Odell. I love them. Um so entertainment industry shows that's what I've loved. Okay, Ellen and Oprah have always been an inspiration just with like their positive and uplifting content.
0: And they're so hardworking. They work. Yes. Everyone's like, oh, they're so lucky. Oh, they're zillionaires. You don't get to be that without working your ass off every it's single intense. day.
2: And then Access Hollywood's um, Sean Robinson, she has a philanthropic aspect of it. So just like constantly researching these four women over and over and over again has really inspired me and then on the genetic side of it yeah. my dad is just the one that likes to stack like he does all sorts of stuff so from hiking to the event um it just we as a family we just are always go 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 so and then i look at my sister i'm like you're exhausting i'm like oh i kind of just like you so <laughs> the family just likes yeah. to just really be involved so those are kind of like the two aspects family wise and then persona wise that have really spark my interest
0: before we get to your work with kids which you know stands for kindness independence diversity and strength because supporting young women and your efforts to support women in general in the twin cities is one of the main reasons i wanted to have you on the show i think we should hear another song from another incredible local artist A- ashley Debose.
2: ah uh, who doesn't love ashley Debose? Uh, well
0: if they don't the only reason i can imagine not loving ashley is not having heard her name before right.
2: becoming familiar
0: Ashley Debose, Minnesota Music. That song is called "Bu," You right here on the Brian Oak Show. Another excellent selection from Anahita Champion. Anahita, you have Hita Talk, which is your web series on YouTube. But you also do a local access show out of St. Paul yes. called Candy Fresh.
2: I do. I am one of two co-hosts. Kalik Rogers is my co-host. And um, Bianca Rhodes is the producer and the creator uh, she works for SPNN, and they have been just rocking out. This is the fourth season. I've been co-hosting for two seasons now. Um, so in the next couple months, we're going to roll out season five. So it is just so fun to to be on that platform with them.
0: What's the show about? I mean, like, so for people who've never tuned in or never bothered to, A, cable can be confusing, and so can satellite. Right. Where do they find it? And more importantly, what is the show about?
2: You can find it on all social, Facebook, YouTube, the website SPNN, Saint Paul Neighbor Network, right. um, but it's an arts culture concept, right. right? So a lot of women, a lot of people of color is kind of like the majority of it, um, but it's also creators and business owners and people in the arts and creative and the culture and philanthropy. So it's like a modification of Heedah Talk. I had to say yes to that.
0: Well, of course you had to. I just uh, do you do you find a saturation? Like uh, Sean asked the question before, where does it come from? Do you find yourself ever getting? I mean. Your wife and a mom, in addition to being a professional and a presenter and a talk show host and, and or a you know a, a music, I mean, you're doing literally all of it, which I applaud and think is fantastic. Do you ever have days where you're like, "Fuck this"?
2: All the time. <laughs> Yeah. All the time. I'm like, Brian Oak is so lucky that I'm like really looking forward to meeting him. It's <laughs> 7 o'clock on a frickin' Wednesday.
0: <laughs> hey, you pick the time, all right? Let's I be clear don't. about that. Hey, we have, to, we have to wrap things up before too long. So people can track that down. It's called Candy Fresh. You can be found on YouTube with Hita Talk. That is H-I-T-A-T-A-L-K. Do you have other social media outlets that you would like to encourage people to find you on?
2: Yeah, I would say Anahita Champion is my go-to handle for everything because consistency is key, my friends. Yes, um, it is. The website is www. You almost w- sound like a
0: marketing person. Well, I <laughs> okay. kind of know a few
2: things. Go ahead. Um, Itzanahita.com. <laughs> so www. It's onahita.com. Mm-hmm. Um And all my links are on there for the website. I got to get the Kids Empowerment thing on there soon, too. But then my business is a whole different ballgame, and that's more of like the brand and not just me.
0: So let's talk about that before we call it a night and get back and get to the last song. Uh, You are the co-founder of the Kids Program, which is what it sounds like, K-I-D-S. But K-I-D-S stands for Kindness, Independence, Diversity, and Strength, and it's Empowering Young Women. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're doing an all-female February because I have a daughter. I have a wife. I have a really great sister. I have a mom. I have so many incredible female friends, and it's just, it shouldn't, You know, that's why I think you're inspiring is it's already uphill being a woman, and that sucks, right? I mean, that's not cool, but you're like... Fuck you, I can do all this stuff and watch this and I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna do more watch. of it. But you're also helping, you know, when 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 girls are young, they hit this age where suddenly it does seem a little too uphill for a lot of them. My daughter went through a bad patch there for quite a while. She's come around and she figured it out and she realized, fuck these people. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a there's a, a bad time in there and helping young girls and women discover who they can be and, you know, exploring and promoting. Tell me about the kids program.
2: So the kids program is based on the real life situation of my friend Liz and I. She has an eight-year-old mixed biracial daughter and my almost four-year-old is also biracial. And just comparing our childhoods to their childhoods, holy shit, we had it easy. I mean, we don't even know what's coming. It's kind of scary, but like I'm excited at the same time. I'm not fearful because I have so much... I can control so much of what she sees and she's exposed to, and I'm trying to expose her to as much as possible and not seclude her into this bubble. I also grew up in a very lack of diversity uh, suburb, which is, you know, fine, but I want to expose these children to opportunities and resources and conversations um, instead of just, you know, put a bubble around them. So she and I were talking, she and I have been friends for several years, and um, we want to exude opportunities for these girls who are not quite teens, like we're actually starting with seven to nine year olds um, with confidence and courage and just give them tools to thrive as they grow up as leaders or whatever they want to do. And what I was realizing was that by the time they're even seven, which might even be too late, they're already influenced by society, by, uh, of course, their parents and their households and then just their peers. So we're going to hit them with a whole bunch of resources and not hit them. That's probably not a great way to start that sentence. I
0: I, I think that everyone knows what you You mean. We we are going to overwhelm them (laughs) with resources, influence, and the things they need to start moving their life, or at least keep moving their life in the right direction, just because I think the odds are stacked, and it sucks.
2: It's a lot, and so we have a program. This is the second year we're doing it. We did it uh, last year in the form of a camp, a day camp. It's just five days. We beta tested it. It was great. We're going to, you know, Stack on some words. So it's June of 2020 is the second year and it's a Monday through Friday. It's a half day from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at uh, the Northdale Community Center in St. Paul. And every day is different. So Monday is Kindness Day. Tuesday is Independence Wednesday is diversity, Thursday is strength, KIDS, and then day five, we're taking a field trip, and like they do a presentation on what they learned, and we give them a tool belt at the very end, which is very silly and corny to think, but it's like, I love it, And because every single day, we share tools with them in life, so it's all metaphoric.
0: I don't think there's anything corny about a tool belt. I've never owned one, and as important <laughs> as tools are, yes. I don't think there's anything corny about that well, at all. Well, and
2: how often do girls walk around with tool belts? So it's kind of like- Not often enough. Against the norm, right? Yeah, unless so. they're in
0: the home advisor commercial Lots or play- something like that.
2: <laughs> Lots of playoffs. Lots of playoffs.
0: It has been literally delightful talking to you before we get to your last song. If people want to know more about the kids' program, is there a place to send them to?
2: So I'm going to get that up on my website shortly. Okay. Um,
0: Your website being itsanahita.com. Yeah. That is I-T-S-A-N-A-H-I-T-A.com.
2: Yeah. And then I also talk a lot about it with my... Um, Mobile mommy business. It's a concierge for families, but that's TwinCitiesMobileMommy.com. I don't have the kids program on there yet either, but a lot of parents and moms are really excited to get their kids involved for summer programs.
0: Here's a problem with talking to someone like you, someone really ambitious and capable and smart and (laughs) overachieving. There's not enough time in one podcast to talk about all the things you do. What is Mobile Mommy?
2: So real quick, it's a concierge for family. So imagine this. I have a thousand things on my plate and a newborn planning a wedding and a business. Uh Uh, Someone's got to do laundry. I got to take a shower, get to freaking Target,
4: (laughs) all of that shit. So
2: uh, the business concept came out from a real life. Like, I just needed two of me. So that's what it is. It's a concierge service. Uh, We go to people's homes, help them reorganize, declutter, um, take out the trash if they need help, run to Target, plan their birthday party. It's just a second set of hands. Holy
0: cowboy, Sean! What? How, I don't.
2: He's speechless, my friends. Woo. I, I actually am
0: yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, what? How come? How come I'm not better at being a person, <laughs> like Anahita? I don't I'll understand. be real though.
2: There are days where I am just totally mentally depleted. I am just like defeated. I'm, I'm, you know, stressed, and then, and then I'm like, oh wait, hold on. I, I remember I have to like dominate this. Okay. But you're also, you're
1: also <laughs> making a huge impact in the community and. You're leading by example for young men and women to see what you're doing and how, you know, how you're living your life, which is, that's what we need more of is people that that just go live it and they do it and they show people by example, this is how you be a decent human being and you show up in society. And I have to say one more thing that even with, you know, with, with young girls and both of us had, you know, young daughters, now they're 21 and 19. (laughs) They're older. But teaching them to be kind to each other. Yeah. And to empower each other, because yes. sometimes girls can be very mean to each other when one person's succeeding and the other isn't. So, but, I mean, that's but also, important also to
0: forgive themselves. Yes. I think I think that people punish themselves a lot. And when you're yes. young, I think it's easy, especially in this day and age, the bombardment, the messages, the internet, whatever you want to put body, it on body image, everything, all of it. Um, you have to forgive yourself, and you have to realize that there isn't one way to be. Yeah. Right? No. We
2: talk a lot about that in the kids program on day one, on kindness day. And we want to start with that because it's kindness to others and kindness to yourself and then combating bullying, Mm -hmm. which is a whole different pistol. Uh, But it goes back to my inspiration. I mean, Ellen, you know, she always says, you know, be kind to one another.
0: Yes. She's so great.
2: That's the whole business. Love.
0: Um, Anahita, it has been, I expected it to be great. It's been better than I expected to meet you. Thank you for coming by. Thank you
2: so much for inviting me. Will
0: you do it again sometime? Easily. Okay, very good. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh,
2: <laughs> Canceling my plans. <laughs> Ana, Ana, Ana
0: Champion has been our guest tonight. That's Sean right there. I need to thank AudioQuip and all the good people who came out to our first ever live event last Thursday. Uh, Rebecca was there, and all the people who have helped us do this show so far. Yeah, Amy Stubblefield-Barthello helped with the website. Yeah, she does a great job Audio with Quip, that right yeah. there. AudioQuip, who provides all the equipment for our uh, studios right here, the Smart Start MN Studios. So many people have come on board, and... A special thank you tonight as we wrap things up to our Patreon supporters, that first live event with Ben Lubeck and his friends, Hunter and Tag, as I, I believe I called <laughs> them, but that wasn't really their names. I just couldn't remember Jake their actual and names. something. Wow. <laughs> Even worse. Um, I just, thanks to everybody who came by, who came out to support. Thanks to the Hook and Ladder. Uh, it was a really, really fun night. and I'm glad people came out. So cool to meet everybody. Uh, also, really cool to meet you. Anahita, and we'll talk again soon, yeah?
2: Thank you so much. All right,
0: my pleasure. Now, before I let you go, tell me who we're going to hear to wrap up the show.
2: So my girl, Kashimana, she has such a soulful and, and like fun and upbeat voice, and you guys are going to love it.
0: Fantastic. We'll talk to you soon.
5: The mind, and now we major. Now I have a
4: clue.
5: I better pay what's due. the sickness and health, riches and the poor. I will look out to go for something more.